Welcome back to On My Own Dime. I'm your host, Jason McCormack. Today, I'm finally talking with Ray. Who is Ray? Great question. Ray lives in Sri Lanka, and he illustrated my comic book, The Synapse Factory. This is part one of three. Today, we discuss arts education in the US and Sri Lanka. Next week, we'll talk about the creation of the comic. If you want to read our comic book, The Synapse Factory, check out the show notes for the link to our web store. Welcome to the show, Ray. Let's start out easy. Tell us your name and where you're from and what you've been working on lately. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Rainika. Like my actual name is Rainika, but I go by Ray because it's much easier for everybody. Uh, I'm from Sri Lanka. I currently work as a web comic slash graphic novel artist. I also am a university student for like I, I do a course in design and like graphic design and all that stuff with filmography on the side. Um, yeah, so that's basically what I'm doing. I just work as a comic author and an artist on the internet. Just, you know. Awesome. Uh, you're a student too, right? Yeah, I am a student. It's, uh, I do visual communications and media as my course. So it involves filmography and graphic design and stuff like that. Does everybody in your program, are they all artists? Um, yeah, it's, it really depends. Like, uh, when we say, like, uh, the, the whole course thing is pretty inclusive of, like, all types of art. So there are people who do, like, installation type art. There are people who do very, very, like, abstract things. They're not necessarily draw, but there are uh, quite a few comic uh, creator type artists as well. That's really cool. Uh, what's the name of the school? Uh, so I go to the University of Moratu, which is a state university, which is like, it's quite, quite hard to like get into around here. Like I got quite lucky getting in. It's just like they have like an aptitude test and you have to like have the aptitude to get into it. Ours is like, I suppose our school systems are probably very different. Yeah, they, I mean, in America, I've heard that it's a lot of, um, like, it, I feel like it's a very linear school system compared to what ours is, where we kind of like, uh, our school system is in chunks. We don't have like high school, middle school. We don't have that. We just have like one school thing and then university. Also, your application process sounds different. Like in the U.S., I didn't take an aptitude test. A lot of state schools, like it's pretty open for enrollment and you have to apply and get accepted. But the application is, I remember mine was mostly like submitting your grades, writing a letter to the school, kind of like a, um, why you want to go there and stuff. Oh, that's But there's no aptitude test. That's what we do for our military. I had to take an aptitude test to join the military. I have heard that before, actually, that, that it's very similar to the military system of like most Western countries. Uh, for some reason, like our school system is just modeled after that, I suppose. That's so weird. I never, I never would have thought that. And writing a letter seems very daunting, though. I probably wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, it's kind of hard. It's almost like when you're applying for a job and you're writing a cover letter, you're kind of like right. not sure what they want to hear, but you... So you just have to kind of be transparent about your intentions. And then the big thing that bothers a lot of people is that like with writing a letter or um, sometimes they call it a narrative, 
you don't know why you didn't get in. If you took an aptitude test and you didn't get the score, then you know, like, okay, I guess I'm not that I'm not as good as I need to be. Right. But if you write the letter and you don't get in, then you're kind of just left feeling like, so, well, what's wrong with me? Oh, that is that is kind of terrifying, actually. I mean, yeah. at least with our system, it's pretty clear cut. Like, if you're not good enough, they'll just say, try again or something. I feel like that has a lot to do with, especially after the pandemic, or I guess I should say during the pandemic, um, people losing their jobs and stuff, everyone's having to reapply for work and being rejected is just kind of like, you don't really know why a lot of the time. It's very different than taking an aptitude test for school. I almost think that sounds better, but the grass is always greener on the other side. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah, pretty much. I, I also think it sounds better, but I also like, I'm quite against standardized testing because I feel like it doesn't like treat everybody equally, but. Yeah, but what what you said like about the letter that that is actually kind of terrifying to not know why <laughs> you got rejected. So, um, did you say that you were teaching a course too? Since I do freelance, I do sometimes get asked to do like like not inside university because I'm not at the level of uh, university letter, I, I suppose. But uh, I do kind of help people out here if if it, if anyone needs like help publishing a comic or like getting in touch with because there's the language thing as well like uh like uh, not a lot of people here speak english because it's not the main language and um so like it, it is like a few people who are in a specific field who are like if if you know a person who does speak english like then you people usually come to like me for example and then i can help them out with things that's usually something i do is that because more of the resources are in English, like for printing services or different things like that? Yeah, especially for art, it's like Sri Lanka is, I'm, I'm sure you heard the stereotype where like Southeast Asian people are very, like parents especially are very focused on like STEM subjects rather than art and creative subjects. So a lot of kids and even parents have really no idea, even if their kid has the like the ability to draw or like the skill to pursue it or the like the desire to most people have no idea how to do it like i was like that for a while and then like it's just usually like word of mouth and then eventually people get into doing like client work and for all those things there are no like so the language here is called singular and it is very very much like a only one country language so none of the resources are in this language so it's like english is almost a requirement if you want to like be successful in any creative field honestly right otherwise you'd be limited to working just in sri lanka which is a pretty small country right yeah it is uh, 20 million people so it's quite small i guess i'm trying i'm thinking is there not a lot of opportunity there if you don't speak English and don't leave? Yeah, I would say that because uh, a lot of the opportunity that comes, I mean, at least it's improving, but like a lot of the opportunity that uh, comes here, it's more because you can't really like market a thing you do here outside of here. It, that is changing because people are very receptive to cultural like uh, differences these days, but like, uh, so it is changing for the better. But like for the most part, it is just like 
you can't really market a thing you do here outside of here because uh, not a lot of people will understand unless you like specifically explain certain things, right? I see. So you're kind of like stuck in a small world without having the skills of speaking English? Yeah, pretty much. I had friends in the visual arts program, which it's very competitive here too, but it still sounds pretty different than in Sri Lanka. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, the competition, I think, is pretty much equal everywhere because everyone is like, it's such a vast field and it's quite like hard to, it's very hard to like judge it by a metric to see how good you are as compared to the rest of the people who are trying to do the same thing. So like instead of like, what happens usually is competition kind of demotivates people rather than motivates people when it comes to art so it's it's a lot like uh, it's a bit messy when it gets to that that's an interesting point i think that's true for all creative fields like this is i'm sure you know with music and everything oh yeah for sure with music you can it's easy to listen to someone else's song and just compare it to what you're doing and say like oh well they're are they better than me yeah they must be better than me because they have you know, more mm-hmm. followers or more, right. more likes or whatever the case is. But those metrics, like you said, are kind of vague. It doesn't measure us. It doesn't measure like the intangible quality or like the exactly. level of authenticity. It's, it's more like you can, uh, you can, if you want to succeed, you can specifically, it's like the YouTube thing where you can clickbait people with your art and like make things that people will like. <laughs> Like with statistics or whatever, like they are, there are ways to like bait people into it, and there are like it's almost the case with social media these days. It's just like with all the opportunity comes the fact that there are people who really know how to game the system. So it like, can be pretty hard for art people who are like very passionate into art and music and stuff to actually get out there. Yeah. Wow, man, it's. It's crazy to me that that's so much at the forefront of of your thoughts that it's like almost right there. You're like just talking about art is making you kind of think, you know, these are kind of the problems I see with art or not the problems, but the uh, the barriers for people. Yeah, definitely. It's it's just um, I feel like I don't know a single person who hasn't been through that unless like. I have friends who are extremely successful internationally, but they literally cannot get a job here. Like, but I also know the the opposite of that because they don't have a following here. They, but sorry, but, but they don't have like a like a necessary background to do international work. But they're incredibly successful here. Like, it's very odd. Like, they might be making the same kind of stuff, but it's so hard to like get out there. And to actually succeed because there are such like odd limitations when it comes to the way we publish things. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. And, and I could see that in music easily too. But it's in any creative field. It's like, it, it, it is quite like, it's designed to like filter people and to see who has the ability to constantly grind it. I feel like everyone like, it's like so easy to see the people at the top and be like um uh, like how did you get there like the, the stories they tell are obviously like from a single perspective but it is so varied it is almost impossible to formulate a way to do it specifically so the only way you can do it is just by constantly going at it like getting better getting better i always like caution people about like when you see someone who's very successful, 
you have no idea like the volume of work they've done, like the amount of work they've done and the amount of times they've applied for stuff. And I'm sure there's people out there who maybe don't have to try so hard, but uh, most of the time when I get to know somebody who's very successful, I find out they they're really are putting in a lot more hours than I am. Um, and sometimes that's not for a lack of trying from me or anybody else, but like for, for my example, like I had to work another job to pay for my rent while I was interning and some people don't. And so they're able to put in more hours on the discipline. You know, it doesn't, it's like you said, it's hard to measure, like, is it because the person's better or do they have more effective resources? Yes, I, I think it's just, uh, I feel like a lot of people are very, like a lot of successful people particularly are very quick to like uh, kind of go and discredit their other like benefits that let them go, like get to the point where they are. Because a lot of people tend to forget that circumstances pretty much shape your life decisions, even if you have the desire to do something. For example, technology is quite expensive here compared to a lot of other countries and uh, some people just like have just simply don't have the ability to buy what they need to continue their discipline or actually do it to a professional standard it's just like like you can be an example of something um so for example i like up until I was 19 I did not start digital art because I just didn't like have the ability to buy it like buy tablets and stuff like that and then once I got it is when I actually like that, that this is a very common experience like for example I am not like like my family and everything we are not like necessarily like very well off but we are in the middle but like it is telling that even we don't really know where to get it or it's very unavailable like technology you can't really like go out to a store and get it because you have to usually get it imported and that costs more and there's like taxing there and like it's a lot weirder to get stuff done so the barrier for entry is quite high for especially countries like Sri Lanka and like I mean even if it wasn't high it's, there is still the creative uh, aspect of it like where you have to grind it anyway and this is kind of like adding to it and like I, I've seen so many people just just like not pursue what they love just simply because it's too inconvenient for them to just put that much amount of like sacrifice into it like buying kind of like equipment and stuff yeah so that must make it kind of stressful to even be carrying that around to classes and stuff right yeah i mean but the the thing with like me for example is like i like i do know people who are very well off who have the same like like who've gotten like uh, stuff that is much better than like my equipment but they, even they like everyone is so conscious of what they have and like like everybody knows the value of like like a certain like item that's maybe not that valued in most other countries simply because like things are not made here like we have, we have to import things so it's just like that is a huge part of like a lot of like there's so many incredibly skilled people who like I just do not have the ability to do that. It is quite stressful for a lot of people to even like carry a laptop to class and stuff like that, which is very interesting. Yeah, but like you get used to it when you have the ability to afford it. But like, like now I'm used to it. Like now I'm fine with just taking my stuff everywhere. But like there is certainly a barrier to entry. Yeah. Um, so when you started without digital 
tools? Were you just drawing with pencil or ink or is uh, that stuff also hard yeah. to acquire? No, it's not that hard to acquire compared to definitely compared to digital. It's more like availability with digital art and like technology. Like it is certainly expensive, but it's also the availability of it is. It's mostly just like, for example, usually 90% of things, the shipping fee costs more than the actual device usually. So like what? only like very, I'm not even joking. Like only like specific devices are like, for example, like iPhones and Androids and tablets and things that like now they're available. Like it has gotten a lot better with like Amazon and everything just being around. So like uh, that has like people, there are companies that figured out, oh, we can just bulk import stuff and sell it in the country. And that, that's been like a good thing for like the, the, the recent years but like usually like I've heard you know, pretty horror stories of like people who've done comics in the early days where people literally like so Wacom is the brand most people use I don't use that like it's it's the most like higher end brand and you would literally pay more than the, the flagship cost of a tablet to get the tablet to Sri Lanka back in the day so it's crazy it used to be crazy yeah, that's crazy, man. You pay more than the device cost for shipping it. Yeah, um, it's it's nuts. Well, I'm glad it's gotten better. It has. It has gotten a lot better. It has gotten a lot better. I mean, there are still certainly people like I feel really bad for who who aren't able to like get through that specific barrier. So like like uh, for example, like I I've given all my first like the tablets I don't use like screenless ones and stuff like I I've kept the ones I use but I, I do just give away if I if I don't like use a specific one or if I upgrade I usually just give it to someone who's trying to get in and like you know oh that's awesome man I mean yeah, it's, I, I would love for this community to grow like more than it is already in Sri Lanka because I feel like I feel like that shouldn't really be a barrier if it's in a field this hard to get into anyway so like right there shouldn't be more shackles than there needs to be. Do you, do you feel that your program is very small at the school? Uh, yeah, we have 60 people and, uh, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's literally, uh, it, it is besides it's pretty much divided into a bunch of things. So like the, the year I just passed it, it, we did like a foundation level course, uh, like a, like an introduction to things. And, now we are dividing it so ourselves into different parts and I'm going through the media communications thing and there's also fashion design and there's also product development which is another which are the other two fields and we can like choose to go to whatever you want and how many is your university structured just like our colleges and universities where you do like a four-year degree and then maybe a master's for two more yes or? it's pretty much the same i mean i think uh, universities where the sri lankan standard meets the international standard because like uh, they expect you to like be able to work anywhere in the world once you like if you're a fashion designer or something they just expect you to like like we should be able to once we graduate here we can we should be able to just go to a film company in like hollywood or whatever and like their work there like that's the uh, standard they expect of us at, at the end and what year of university are you in i just got through this foundation course and like i'm starting my specific like specialization is what we call it like media and communication on november 2nd actually and so is that your third third year of university 
Uh, it's like two and a half because like usually it it's supposed to be second year second semester but like because of the pandemic it got pushed back to like it's pretty much third year now like since I because university started for us on twenty twenty January first so it's now been like a year. Okay, uh, how how old are you? I am twenty two. Yeah, so you're kind of on the back half of your university program then. Yes, pretty much, pretty much. Did you take some time off between uh, primary school and university? Um, so we take like a mandatory year off. Uh, another thing is that is different probably about our universities is that they're like the state ones are free and there are also private ones like free as in like you don't have to pay tuition but like you have to kind of fund yourself and like live there. That's the only expense you have to pay. It's pretty much like um, because of that it like because it's free like and there's a lot of applicants it usually takes like uh, like it's almost like an automatic gap here after we do like the high school graduation exam which is called a levels which is if you know british like, like exam system is apparently similar to that where we just have to like mandatory take a gap here because it just takes that long to process all applications and like accept people into things and like hold the tests and whatever well, it sounds like there's a lot of differences between uh, the U.S. education system and Sri Lanka. Definitely. And I don't say that in a way to imply the U.S. system is better at all, because I actually think the U.S. system is failing in a lot of ways. I definitely think the U.S. is more focused on like uh, the, the money aspect of college rather than the college aspect of college, which is, I think, unfair for anybody who's trying to get into a field where... Everyone's turning 22 and 23, and then you go out into the world with ten dollars to $50,000 of debt average and try to find a job and a place to live. And it's pretty, it's, it's just not working anymore. I think it stopped working maybe in like the, the mid-2000s, but um, it's all rooted in what you just said, which is that the college is focusing on tuition which means they need to keep the volume of students coming in high and it doesn't matter if the job market isn't demanding it they're gonna keep pushing for more students that is actually true i've heard that uh, so the friends i've have in have in america they've told me that uh, even through the pandemic they didn't like reduce tuition which is crazy to me like that is insane yeah i can't explain that <laughs> It's not right. And yeah, it's getting better. You know, there are federal programs that are helping people with student loans. And one thing they did that helped everybody across the board was all federal student loans were basically put on pause. So you didn't have to make any payments since um, I want to say like September, but I could be wrong there of last year and no interest on your loans will accrue. So basically, they're just kind of like saying, okay, we know everything's hard right now. Let's just push pause on federal student loans. Doesn't help anybody who took out private loans, but I think that was probably the most helpful thing that the government did for graduates for the pandemic anyway. Yeah, I also I also feel like it's kind of like there is no real way to win in any system really because like for example for in Sri Lanka because it's such a small country healthcare is also free but the problem that comes with that is it's just it definitely cannot be up to par 
like it can't help everybody when it, everything is free like it is true that like you need money to buy stuff essentially like for any system to work there needs to be some sort of income coming in so they can like upgrade this so that's just like i think there is very it's very hard to win at like the the whole government system so it's, it's we can't really blame anybody it's just like we hope it gets better eventually yeah that's a good point and the whole like aspect of who to blame it the conversation always kind of splits people into two groups generally and like Sri Lanka would be grouped into a, a country that's basically associated with socialist practice even though like it's you know you're saying there's good parts of it because there's healthcare for everybody but it's not great healthcare and in America some people have great healthcare but most people struggle to get healthcare so it's like the two complete opposite ends of the spectrum but the real solution must be somewhere in between and the same could be said for education system i'm sure it sounds like your guys system is more exclusive which would probably help steady out the the demand for jobs and the supply of students but then what about all of the people who who want to go to school that are exactly exactly that is that is the problem like which is why i feel like like social media is such like a huge thing and like i feel like that's why people tend to gravitate towards things like that because above all else it provides stability if you succeed like you have an abundance of everything you need if you succeed and the, the, i feel like that is like one the stuff like that like creative feels like that because it, it just gives people avenues i, I think few people constantly find ways to like work around the system by somehow trying to like go about it or stuff like that we really can't like specifically pin the blame on people to any, to any party really it's it's pretty impossible to do so i think yeah i think i know what you mean like i mean we're actually we're a great example of that right i have no background in drawing or visual arts at all i know about writing from writing lyrics and concepts for songs and stuff so i didn't even know somebody that i could ask to say like just the basic basic knowledge like where do i go to meet an illustrator or right. how do i know like what's a fair price or how do i judge how much experience they have but just the, because we have a platform uh, i think we we used upwork right we used upwork yeah. i mean specifically like platforms like upwork fiverr and stuff like that, that has been a massive help like for here's another frustrating thing about sri lanka paypal doesn't work like paypal just outright doesn't work here uh, for some reason for, for because of the currency or just uh it might be the currency our currency is uh, pretty weak at the moment like uh, that's why i'm like so i i assume like comic artists get paid a lot more in america just because of the cost of living but like what i get paid from an overseas client is pretty much enough for me for like a month i i it's fine like i'm doing very well just by getting like a very like what, what if i would to ask someone in america who's living in america they would be like how are you able to work for this like small amount of money but like it's huge for us the currency is so weak here like it's 200 times like 1 dollar is 200 rupees here. so it's like it's like it'll like if you do know how to get to your like clients overseas it'll definitely 
just change your life immediately. I feel like maybe even some artists in the U.S. who are struggling to make ends meet financially would hear that and think, maybe I should move to Sri Lanka, <laughs> charge the same, but I could pay for my food. Uh, they have. I mean, I, I know a lot of uh, so I know a lot of content creators who do that because like it's a specific brand here as well to just be from the West. Like, it's just a specific thing. Like, there are people who specifically move here to make content because it's just unlike anything they would, like, be able to do where they're more familiar. Like, because they're, uh, like, it's almost as if, like, uh, the people use culture shock as a form of content these days. Like, here, it's, it's a very prevalent thing here. So it's like... Uh, I don't know whether you know, like, it happens in the, in the East a lot, like, I don't know whether you know the YouTube channel Abroad in Japan. It's just a guy who's in Japan. It's similar here because, like, there are people who are on, like, TikTok and, like, other platforms who are just, like, they're just foreigners who live here simply because, like, they like the country and that, that in turn provides, like, them a job, essentially. Because that, that content is immediately viral and immediately successful, and which is great, which is just amazing because that has helped Sri Lanka in a lot of ways to get out there, like in the world. To show people the reasons to come visit, you mean? Yes, essentially, yeah, because of 99%, not 99%, but I'm actually not sure what the percentage is, but like a lot of our income is tourism because it's a tropical island and it's good for everybody because it, it it brings more people in and it raises awareness and I feel like eventually the world will get to a point where everybody is more accepting of like every culture and everybody is more accepting of like like I feel like it should be like a flat out thing where it's one system for everyone like no matter what way it is like I feel like that would really equal the playing field for a lot of people. Next week, the discussion continues. Ray and I will reflect on the creation of our comic and discuss his creative journey as an illustrator. If you want to read our comic book, The Synapse Factory, check out the show notes for the link to our web store. Thanks for listening to On My Own Dime.